Welcome to Connect the Dots with Coach Karen. In this series, we undertake an unscripted training and coaching format to discover what it takes to find out and live out your God-given mission this side of heaven. If you've been plagued with questions about why you're here or what you're here for, you're in the right place. Be prepared to leave stuck or confused behind and follow along to gain clarity, peace, and purpose because God already knows your mission and He wants you to know it too. Welcome to episode three of Connect the Dots with Coach Karen. We are walking through an online training called Connect the Dots with our guest, Julie. She is taking specific steps to create her own mission statement. The training provides a matrix that pulls together what you do well, what your passion is, who your heart is inclined to serve, and what your motivation is. These nuts and bolts of a mission statement are arranged in five steps. In this episode, Julie explores step two, which reveals her passion and the people God has put on her heart to serve. To prep you a little for the conversation, we discuss passion in the context of suffering. Passion means to suffer. Just think of the passion of Christ. If we take that down quite a few notches, you can look at it as what would hurt you not to do? What holy discontent keeps you persevering? Or what do you feel compelled to change or fix? Conversely, if there isn't a strong drive in that vein, you can consider what brings you joy in order to discover your passion. Join us as Julie reshapes her idea of what suffering is while coming to the realization that secular stuff like Peloton and true crime can indeed lead to kingdom impact. Her story gets unstuck in this episode and continues with the beautiful work of God redeeming her desire for a something more life into an offering of a something more life for others. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Connect the Dots with Coach Karen and with Julie, because we are connecting her dots. We're on the next step of Connect the Dots, which is passion and people. Julie, how are you feeling about stepping into this step? I'm a little intimidated about this step because this is the one, not that I feel like this is like um, the, after this step, there's all the answers, but this is the one that's kind of like stunted me the whole time because I'm like, if I knew what I was passionate about and the people, then I wouldn't have a question. <laughs> Yeah, and this could be a sticky, sticky step. We've already prayed. We're going to go through it with uh, Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So before we get into the sticky part, you had some action steps from last week. How did it go with your action steps? It was good. It was good. <laughs> Very good. Yes. So are you comfortable and prepared and willing to share with us how you did your summary from step one with what you do well? Yes. Okay. Yes. And so it's really short. That's great. But after we did the session, was there anything that came to you afterwards that helped inform and shape your statement? What were the after effects of the session? I think that for me, the after effects were just um, the um, reiteration about my spiritual gifts. I, I know I just keep coming back to that, but that those those are there and they're important and that there are ways to use them. And that that and that I do use them. I think I haven't even didn't even realize in the moment about them. That's what I was doing. That's great. 
and we talked confidence. Confidence was a big yes, um, a big thing, and it was actually your micro goal for the for the session. So, what would today's goal be? What would you want to walk away with from today? I would say some clarity, just clarity about my passions and and how they work. How it makes sense for them to work in regard to my purpose. You know, like I feel like I am passionate about several things I could tell you, but I just don't understand how they work towards my purpose. That's the speed bump. That's the glitch, right? Because we can do all of these steps independently and just have these independent answers. But we're working with God to just bring them together. You are a layered person with many skills, talents, preferences, passions, and values, all the things that we're going to go to and do. So that's my hope is that the value of bringing these all together, Julie, will just enlighten you and really just kind of like wind you up and set you off. And there you go for God, right? I mean, that's what they're <laughs> hoping for. So I love your goal. It's just to get some clarity. Like you said, the passion piece has stumped you for a while. Before we get to that, let's get to the treat of your what you do well summary. What is that? So what I wrote for my summary is that God has built me to encourage and motivate others. He has gifted me with the ability to do this through great communication and skills. Okay. Any specific skills? Writing, ideating. So can you see just by degeneralizing skill, how we've just gained a little more focus? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So God has built you to encourage and motivate others through great communication, using skills of writing and ideating. Yes. And I would say, I don't want to say speaking, because I don't necessarily mean like on a stage platform, but speaking into, into others, you know, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. on a much smaller scale. Like just sharing. So that has the essence of the communication and the encouragement. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. Okay. So would you want to add that on or do you feel you've already captured that? No, I think I would probably add that on. If I was breaking down what the skills are, I would, I would add that to that. Okay. So what word would you give me for that? How would you give me your words? Writing, ideating, and... Hmm. I, I probably would just say speaking just to be concise about it, knowing that it's really kind of more about sharing. I guess maybe sharing, sharing speaking yeah. and sharing. Sh sharing, yeah. yeah. It's okay. Are you sharing? Yes. Okay. We're going to use sharing. And I guess I like the sharing piece because you just said – the impact of session one was about the Holy Spirit. Yes. And we said the Holy Spirit using your voice. That, and yes. Yes. So we've got voice speaking, but it's really in what you're generating. And it is in the sharing, I think, that is the power. And even the writing and the ideating, these are all big, nice core blocks to encourage and motivate. Yes. Okay. Yes, I, All right. So on a scale of one to 10, how does that summary sound to you? It sounds like a 10. All right. Summary equals a 10. 
as we do the summaries, these are just beginnings that we're getting your thoughts on papers. You have the freedom to change these as we move along and integrate them with the other summaries. Are you ready to move into step two or is there yeah, any, any other pieces of step one that you kind of want to put a little tassel on or anything? No, I feel, I feel great about step one. I feel confident about, <laughs> about yeah. step one. So I'm ready. I'm ready to take the next step. Okay, let's go to the next step. Step two is where and who you would serve. Step two has two pieces. It's your passion and your people. What did you most glean from the training, the online training that kind of gave you an explanation of these things? For me, being able to separate, even though passion is about suffering, the visualization I get of suffering, even though sometimes it can be a good, you know, a good suffering, obviously in this way, it's a good suffering. It's just still hard for me to not look at it as a painful thing. So mm -hmm. in the training, when you talked about, you could also look at it as what brings you joy. Mm -hmm. That really helped me to lift up some questions, like questions, think things that made me question, like, oh, I don't know, what would I suffer for? You know, like, so looking at it through the lens of joy versus just suffering was very helpful to me. Okay. Let's talk about the lanes of passion. And you just did. In the training, we talked that passion is, it's a hurt. It's a burden. You'll get people who become doctors because they either had a loved one be afflicted by it. And that was a, a burden on their heart and a motivation to become a doctor. Someone who they themselves was sick as a child is now a pediatrician. So something that happens in people's lives can actually create passions to eradicate it. Okay. And so that's what we're talking about. Could also be a, a, a righteous anger, a, you know, a holy discontent. And not everybody has that. And so the other lane that God gives us is to serve the church and to be who you are. Where's your joy? So I love that you just brought it up right away. There's either suffering or joy. Joy speaks more to you. If I were to ask, so I'm going to take a little different twist on this. What would you say is really important to you? That's a great question, Karen. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like I can give you the simple answers of, you know, my family and my friends and, you know, my faith. Those things are, but I feel like those are all very surface level things that are important. Not that, not to take away from how important they are, but I don't, I feel like everybody's passionate about their family and their friends, you know, that sort of thing. Beyond that, health is very important to me, being healthy. Um, and not just healthy as far as like a physical health, but a whole person healthiness, you know, like mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, like a healthiness is very important to me. So. Okay. And what I know of you, I see that. So and you bring up an interesting aspect of, okay, everyone's passion is family, friends, and faith. It's easy to say that. What about those three is important? The relationship. Like having good, solid relationships with the people in your lives or with Jesus. So would you say then 
you have both relationships are important to you and whole person health is also important to you. Yes. Yes. Okay. So it's funny. You know what you know in my job, you know what my job title is, right? <laughs> this is this is makes me laugh. Um, it's chief relationship officer. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, relationships are important. <laughs> so how does all of this translate at work? Tell me more about yeah. well, it just, about it just your made role. me laugh. It just made me laugh about that when we were sitting here, when I'm saying, oh, relationships are so important. And when I think about what my professional role is, uh, well, I mean, for at work, everything is about having a good relationship with our customers, you know, whether that's business to business or, or like our user customers, but also good relationships within our company as well. And so, yeah, I didn't think about the fact that how important relationships, how, yeah. how those things overlap in my life. And so I'm thinking back to our last session where you're an Enneagram 9, where communication and encouragement in others is really your groove. And that I remember your discontent when you said, you know, I can get involved, too involved in the tasks over the people sometimes. And that I sense brought discontent. So what is the joy in this, Julie? In? In relationships. I mean, here you've got the whole person and you're talking about healthy relationships, good, solid relationships with others. Your job as chief relationship officer where you're there to ensure a good relationship with your customers. What happens in the absence of all of this? In the absence of, of good relationship? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, dissatisfaction, emptiness, a lack of joy. Yeah, I would say suffering. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is why you're the coach, Karen, because you can no, see these that, things. This is what I hear you saying. <laughs> yes. Dissatisfaction is a suffering. Emptiness is a suffering. The lack of joy and a separation from God is a suffering, right? I was gonna I was gonna add disgruntledness, which is also a suffering. Yeah. Yes. So are we sketching out a different perception of suffering? Yes. For sure. Okay. For sure. I'm, yes. Again, because I think I was seeing it on that like agonizing level, you know, like you talked about like the passion of the Christ, like that, is, you know, but it can still be suffering without having to be to that degree. And I don't think I was looking at it like that, you know. And everything we know about you from our last session is that harmony is a beautiful thing to you and encouraging. And I mean, Everything we talked about, Julie, is really to combat the su suffering in someone. Yes. It's like, yeah, it's pretty mind-blowing, yeah. Karen. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is how you are made. 
Yeah, but that's how we connect the dots. We're just taken from, oh, we already have information, right? This is this is what you're good at. Of course, what you're good at is going to complement, lean in, and join forces with whatever you're passionate about and where your joy is. And so if we have relationships and whole health, and I'm guessing whole health not only for you, but for others, yes? Yes, yes. Okay. What does this look like in your life? It looks like um, me being able to share with others what I have learned about whole body health. Like when I read a cool article about how much sleep affects, you know, you as a person more than just whether you're tired or not, but how it affects your brain function and how it affects your ability to lose weight or to be, you know, I love sharing those things with others. Like when someone says they're not sleeping well, or they need this or that, or sometimes just to be like, Hey, I read this really cool article, or it's, you know, sharing a workout or a devotional, or if it makes me feel like it can help me to better my life and live, I'm going back to that John 10, 10 to live that abundant life here. I want to share that with others. I don't want anybody to miss out on what can be here. Amen. Uh, I love the saying, it's one beggar who found bread telling the others where the bread is at. And God's equipped you. And it sounds like you've been responsible by virtue of your interest to learn about whole body wellness and that sort of thing. I think so. Yeah. Now that I think about it, and you know, I just never thought about it like that. I just was like, oh, this interests me. So it feels natural to me. And so maybe what you're looking for isn't something that you have yet to do, but maybe what you're already doing because you're already inclined. Oh, true. It may be what I'm looking for is how to organize that in my life versus just, you know, randomly doing things. Like, is there a way that I can do it better or help or share it more or impact others more? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not even organize it, but is there a way I can be more intentional about it? I think that's the better word, intentional. It's like seeing a picture without a frame. Yes. It still looks good, but when you put the frame on it and you hang it on the wall. And that's what this whole process is. We're just putting a frame around it and you're going to know where to go with it. Yes. And I love to be intentional because when we do know what happens, we can be intentional when we do know. Yes. So in the light of that, we're saying you already have interests. They complement your step one, what you do well. Uh, what about exploring uh, where you have the most energy. I'm not sure I'm following what you're asking. Like, so energy, okay. like what, what lights me up about it or what? Yes. What energizes you? Yeah. Oh, and where? So, so it's not only the what piece that we've already kind of hinted on, but where in your life does that happen? That it's just like, oh, there she goes. You know, I'm with so-and-so and we're doing this. And so it's the what and the where. Oh, I, um, probably when I'm with my friends and I start talking about working out <laughs> or some really great new, um, recipe I found that tastes amazing, but is actually really healthy, you know, like when you find those kind of things. 
That lights me up. That does. Okay. What we're talking about is actually something that energizes you. It interests you. Yes. It energizes you. Sounds like you're responsible to it based on the fact that you're energized and interested in doing it. Yes. That lands right? It does. Yes. Okay. Is there anything else just to cover all our bases that might compete with this, that might be more energizing and more fulfilling for you? I don't think so. I can't think of anything currently. All right. So you're pretty confident that we are on track with what interests you, what energizes you, what brings you joy, and really reflects your contribution to the world. Hmm. By pouring into others, by sharing others. It's that sharing piece that is your contribution and investment in the world by sharing what you've learned into the relationship so that they can have whole, healthy, full-on wholeness. Yes. Okay. So where do you think that energy comes from and that interest comes from? For me, I think it's a conviction about taking care of of my body and and what God has given me, like being a good steward of those things. I think that's part of it. Okay, because I can be convicted about eating bonbons on my couch, but I'm not necessarily going to get up and do a Pilates session or whatever. So is what do you have that's more than just us that really motivates the value and the meaning of uh, the importance of wholehearted healthiness? So um, I'm not sure if this is, if I'm answering this correctly, but I'll, sh- I'll share this. Um, so my whole life that I can remember, I have just always felt like there's something more. And I didn't, by no stretch of the means, did I have any kind of bad life or childhood. I, I didn't want for anything, you know, like it was, I had a very loving family and all, everything was, you know, people would say you had a great life, but I just, there was just always something inside of me from a very early age that there's something more, there's something more. And so I have always made decisions in my life based on there's got to be something more than this. Like this is great and all, but it's still feeling like there is something more. And I think that for the better part of my life, I looked at that in more of a concrete way, like, oh, I need to live in a bigger city. I need to make more money. I need to have a, a fancier job or, I, you know, something on that more concrete level. But I think in the last few years for me, it has really felt more like living that bigger, bigger life, not in a, in a concrete way, but kind of in a, in a healthier way and a, more joyful way and in the more abundant way, like taking Your advantage of, yeah, my ten, yeah. Ten, yeah, yeah, that has really in the last couple of years really kind of taken over and the, well, not really taken over, but that's, it has shifted my focus away from what the world would define as a bigger life to something more 
into more of what Jesus says is something more. So that brings me joy in finding those things and experiencing those things and adding those things to my life. And then hopefully finding ways to share those things with others so that they can experience the same thing or what God has for them in that version or not in that version, but in that area for their life. So when you say about adding those things, the non-concrete things, what, what are some examples of that? For me, it is taking care of my body. Like, and I don't necessarily mean in a, I'm going to be a bodybuilder kind of way, but the joy of, of appreciating my health and like being able to go on a walk when it's crisp outside and the sun is out and just being thankful that I can do that, you know, and appreciating that. And then wanting to continue to take a walk every day out of gratitude and gratefulness that I can, but also knowing that it's a way to take care of my body or fueling myself with good foods. Not that I don't eat the bonbons because hundred percent I eat the bonbons, <laughs> but you know, not only eating bonbons, but in learning to appreciate, you know, sweet potatoes and vegetables and things that are good to your body and finding ways that, so again, in a way to take care of my body, to be grateful for it, you know, managing my money well so that I can give it away more and give it away with joyfulness and generosity and, you know, really knowing what it means to live in contentedness, you know, like, you know, something I've been thinking about a lot the past couple of weeks was, um, you know, our pastor said the other day, you know, I could admire it without having to require it. And like, that Mm -hmm. was huge. That was Mm -hmm. huge. And I thought about that a lot, not just in a financial, oh, I want, you know, that new pair of shoes way, but just a lot of things in life and what that means. And so just applying those kind of things to my life. That is really beautiful, Julie. I just love the journey that God has started topically with you, that there's got to be something more. There's got to be something more. And in relation to body, mind, heart, and soul, you just shared that he is just bringing you to different levels and layers. I mean, appreciating your health, gratitude coming out of that. And I'm hearing you say that there's a whole soul piece that is just moving into these other areas that appear to be motivated or appear to be generated by your growing relationship with Christ. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's kind of what I heard. Is that, uh, how would you say? Yeah, that's spot on. Yeah, that's very accurate. Okay. And that's why... When I sit on the couch and eat bonbons, I'm just thinking about my body and enjoy <laughs> and enjoying the taste of the chocolate and whatever filling is in there yes. and the rest that I'm taking. But the fact, it's so beautiful, Julie, the appreciation that you can have for your health and the gratitude that is what motivates the getting off the couch and going out on a crisp day in sunshine to know that your body can do it and that you're grateful that you can do it. That is a soul piece. That is a spirit motivation that is really full body wholeness. Julie, that's beautiful. So as we talk about this whole bodied health, body, mind, heart, and soul, how does this, that's your body. You gave us a beautiful picture of how that works. What about your mind? 
how are we talking about, you know, being passionate about the not suffering from the body, the mind, the heart, and the soul piece? What kind of character does your mind play in this? Mindset is huge. Like, I think about... um, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be great with the address. Is it Romans twelve two or three, where it talks about the transforming of your mind, mm-hmm. and um, you know, just really trying to follow the the think on these kind of aspects. You know, the things that are lovely and pure and good, and mm-hmm. and you know, scripture. And I, I use a ton of you know affirmations in my life just because I want to have, you know, a positive mindset and I'll, because, you know, I know that what I think in my head is going to come out of my mouth. And so if I'm wanting to encourage others, then I got to have a head full of things that are encouraging and positive that I can share and not just a head full of it. Cause I mean, you can have a head full of anything and share it, but in order for it to be impactful, like you also have to believe it too. You know, I could tell you all day long that you're beautiful, but if I don't say it in a way that means it to you, it's not going to make you think that I, you're not going to believe me or you may not want to believe that about yourself. And so it's really just allowing God to work on my mindset and how I think and what I think about. I love that. Once again, I see responsibility. The fact that you are putting scriptures in your mind, putting affirmations so that what's top of mind is something positive that you can share with others. This is other focused, right? You said you ought to have a head full of things to share, but you're prepared. I, I, so the, I try to be, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I just see another layer of responsibility. I mean, not only do you have the spiritual gift of encouragement, you are equipping yourself to be able to give encouragement and working in tandem with the Holy Spirit to make an impact. And I love the fact that you said that, you know, you need to believe it. Everybody knows what a empty compliment feels like, right? Yes. So, which leads us to our heart. If we're looking at whole person, body, mind, heart, and soul, tell me about the heart work here that's important to you. Hmm. I don't know how to answer that one. Um, you know, I think about Huh. I don't know, Karen. I haven't thought about the, the heart specifically. How do you think if God were to whisper in your ear right now, what would he say about your heart? Oh, he would he would tell me that he loves my heart. And he would tell me that I have a compassionate heart and a kind heart. And that I have a heart to see other people experiencing God in the best ways in their life, too. Yeah. I concur. (laughs) I concur. He loves your heart. He sees you have a compassionate and kind heart. And you have a heart that sees other people. Yeah. These all 
join hands with all your giftedness and what you do well. Yes. 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 So what tripped you up when I asked you the question? You so clearly see God see in your heart. I think I was thinking of it in a how do you work on your heart kind of way. Mm. And I don't know that I specifically do. I think it just catches, I think because I, I hold those, the kindness and compassion and others in my heart that flows out to the other areas. And then in turn, the other areas come back and impact my heart. Fill that out a little, color that in for me. Because I see others and want them to experience the best too, and to have, you know, great relationships with Jesus and with themselves and, you know, living their fullest lives. When I can share that, like that flows from my heart. And then when I can share that with someone else and see any part of that be meaningful to them and impact them in a purposeful way, the joy of that comes back and fills my heart. Okay. And like, isn't it um, in the Grinch that stole Christmas when they said that the Grinch's heart swelled to <laughs> so many, like when I see that something that, even if it's something little, you know, like when I see that something I've shared impacts someone else, that swells my heart. Like the swells your heart. That's beautiful. So this is all other focused and, you know, makes sense with step one, all your giftedness and your summary how would you say you best tend your heart? I watch a lot of Hallmark movies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's true. Um, (laughs) I think by surrounding myself with the people I love and the things I love, the things that bring me joy, you know, by being with people I love, um, reading true crime podcasts, like all of those things that bring joy to my life, you know, spending yeah. time with Jesus, my, my, my relationship with Jesus, obviously, I feel like that's such a given answer, you know, like, duh, <laughs> but, um, yeah. Okay. All right. So there we go. You're aware of how you tend your heart. So I see another responsibility there that you're on top of surrounding yourself with loved ones, filling yourself with things that are joyful, leaning into God and just growing in uh, and receiving his love. So we got body, mind, heart, and the the soul piece, which, you know, we know is the Holy Spirit just working through all of this. So with this picture of your passion, and we're talking in the frame of interest and energy and responsibility. I mean, you're doing your part in all of this. What do you think about how we're talking about your passion here? I mean, I see clarity in it, you know, like even in doing the the exercises after the training, like I could start to feel it kind of assemble itself a little, but in just in talking about this, it, it does give it, it solidifies it about sharing these things with other people and how the things that I'm passionate about, that they, if in sharing them, that they can impact others' lives. Yeah. And so when we think about a bigger life now, you said, this is great, but there's got to be something more. How does that mindset or that desire 
reflect on what we're talking about here. About like my passion mm-hmm. and my purpose. I don't think that that's something more is just for me. Everybody has something more. They may not want something more in every area of their life. Like I want it all. <laughs> I want all the somethings more. <laughs> but everybody has something more. Oh, I have something Julie. more. Julie. Julie, I mean, I just felt like you just put a piece of puzzle right in place here that at least for me to see it. Okay, so we know what you're already doing. We know what your interests are. And here we go, that the something more is not just for you. It's for others. And that's why you're compelled to share. That was that piece, that sharing of of all your step number one and, and sharing in creative ways like ideating and writing and speaking because the harassing thought of something more in your life years ago is that there's got to be something more to me would have been annoying, harassing kind of feeling, but that something more is something more for others because God's given me stuff to share with them. Yes. That is powerful. <laughs> is it just powerful for me? Am I, am I no, just sitting no, here? It's powerful, <laughs> no, it's powerful for me too. Like I'm having to sit in it for a second and think about it. And, you know, when we first started talking about working on this together and doing this together, and I had shared with you, you know, like when you're like, well, you know, what brings you joy? And I'm like, well, Peloton and true crime and, you know, this and that. And I'm like, but I don't see how any of that works in the kingdom. Like, you know, but as we're sitting here talking about it, if, if having a conversation with someone about what they think happened to JonBenet Ramsey opens up a way for us to have a deeper conversation that leads into some way that I can encourage them or share with them or help them find their something more then true crime totally relates to the kingdom. And I never looked at it like that. Yeah, because God can do that, right? Yes. Yeah. And and I just, I I was thinking about it so black and white, like that it has to be, oh, well, if you like, you know, how do I Peloton for Jesus? Well, you know, like (laughs) I was just like, well, I don't know how that works. But I can see again, if, if I can talk to somebody about, what kind of exercise they like and how they, what, you know, how do they take care of their body and what motivates them to take care of their body mm-hmm. and then share whatever maybe God has recently shown me about taking care of her body or what cool article I can share that just might encourage or support someone where they are in their walk. Then that's good for the kingdom. Yeah, because you know what? You can't impact people unless you connect with them. And making connections are what these pieces are that I see that that I think you might have thought were frivolous or whatever. These are great connectors to just create relationship, which is your joy and your passion. And I'm just sitting here thinking, I love how God redeemed that there's got to be something more in life for you into this bigger picture of, yes, there is. And you're going to be a part of that in other people's lives and sharing that. That is so good. All right. So are you sitting good with your your joy and your passion here? Does that feel good? Yes. Yes. Okay. Feels good. Now let's move on, if you're ready, to your people. 
we talk generally about friends, family, and you know that sort of thing. But we tend to have hearts for certain people, and we have that heart because God has put the people on our hearts, if you know what I mean. Yes. And so when you think of a people group or a demographic that you're most drawn to, who would that be? I think it's single women between really any age range, but I think particularly between like 35 and 55. Mm-hmm. Because if you, I feel like society tell kind of would tell you that if you're a single woman, for whatever reason you're single, whether you never got married or you're choosing to be single or you're divorced or what, you know, whatever reason that if you, you know, have reached this age of between 35 and 55 and, and you're not married or you don't have that kind of life partner in your life and you may or may not have children that, that you're missing out on something in life, that your life is not necessarily fulfilled. And so I think my background, having been married and then been divorced for a very long time now, I think I, I relate to that. I understand that, but I've also learned that life isn't just about that. There are so many more things that make for a full, happy, abundant life outside of that. And so, you know, being able to share and encourage other women, come alongside of other women who are in that place is meaningful to me. And that had tinges of passion all over that as well, Julie. I mean, I talked about doctor who was herself maybe um, a child in the hospital that had that that experience and then extrapolated it. And so here we are, you're taking your own life experience and have a heart for others in that. And that is not at all uncommon. So that is really beautiful because I think you can speak to that in a way that I cannot speak to that. So, I mean, our God is beautiful that way. The scripture verse that says, you know, we carry one another's burdens. We come alongside one another. We comfort because we've received comfort. That is just so biblical. So I love that. And so when you think about taking this people group, these single women, and you think about your passion, where would these two converge? Well, I think they converge in in my life just on a daily basis, just from people I, you know, come and encounter. But I also think to you, okay, the movie Shawshank Redemption. (laughs) Okay. So I'm I'm going somewhere with this. There's (laughs) a scene in that movie where there is a prisoner who gets released and he's been in prison for a really long time and he finally gets released and he's out on his own and he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know. He's been in prison so long. He doesn't understand half of the technology that's out there. He doesn't know what's, happening in the world. He doesn't know how to grocery shop or, you know, take care of himself. He doesn't know what to do with himself because he's been in prison for so long. And he ended up committing suicide because he felt so hopeless outside. Or, you know, you hear a lot about people who go, who get released from prison and then will commit another crime to go back to prison because again, that's all they know is that life and they don't know how to live an abundant life. And so (laughs) there are, um, there's a not-for-profit here uh, locally that they are strictly committed to helping women, most of whom are single, who are coming out of recovery and re-entering society. And some of them have been to jail. Some of them have not. Some of them have just been in rehab. But most of them, like I said, are single. 
they don't have anything. And so being able to be involved in those situations to share about the abundance of life that you can still create a wonderful life, that there are so many wonderful things in life that you can still, you know, just showing them how to regain that footing in their life, I think is a cool thing to get to do. That is beautiful. So first of all, thank you for the example of uh, the Shawshank Redemption. And that is the travesty. And when you want to change your circumstances can put you in another situation where you just don't know what to do. And so you coming alongside with a heart for them to do this is very, very powerful. One of the things you did last week was to pray about where to serve. And so I'm just wondering, has God informed any of that? Oh, for sure. Because like this, this nonprofit, I've been loosely involved with since before the pandemic, but it was just kind of more of a, on the surface, like in in my family, there's been a lot of alcoholism. And so, you know, knowing this was a a not-for-profit that helped women who struggle with alcoholism come, you know, I was like, oh, I can relate to that. You know, that sounds like a charity that I can be involved with and want to help. Mm -hmm. But since then, like in taking these steps and going through the assessments and, and digging through what my passion is and why I'm passionate about that. And just this week, yesterday, even, I just felt like God was uncovering the deeper why of why I feel pulled to work with this community. And it's not just about, it's not just the alcoholism, you know, relation. It is so much deeper than that. It's, you and know, it's so these what women. would that be? What is the actual pull? It's encouraging these women that there is something more, (laughs) that there is still something more. It doesn't matter if they're coming from the rock bottom of their life. That doesn't disqualify them from having something more. Yeah. And the pull is how you were created and what you were created for. Yeah. And telling someone who's had a period of time of having drugs in their body, how to now treat your body healthy. We are just really connecting and see God is just shining light on how you are distinctly and uniquely made to be able to serve these women. So what do you feel is next in this, with this revelation? I mean, because God now has given you the passion. He's given you your people. And he's even laid an organization in front of you. What do you imagine you'll do with this? Um, I want to get uh, re-engaged with this organization. Mm. Since the pandemic was over, I've continued to donate to them financially, but I haven't been, I haven't gone to volunteer. And they do um, morning devotionals and stuff with their with the women there. And you can go and share a devotional. And I, and I was doing that before the pandemic. So getting re-engaged in that and just making that a priority. And that'll probably be the hardest part is making that a priority, not because I don't want to do it, but because, again, goes back to here's my great list of tasks of things to do, mm-hmm. you know, but um, so making that a priority and uh, just reengaging with them. Okay. So on a scale of one to 10, how much would that in- uh, energize you? Oh, it would, it would be a 10. Okay. So you would, you would start your day doing a devotional with these women and then be energized for the rest of your day. Without a doubt. Okay. So 
what would be a easy first thing to do to make this happen? Emailing the director and okay. just letting her know, hey, I'm ready to get back involved. What are the opportunities I have beyond financial contribution to be involved? And by when would you want to email the director? Next week. Next week? <laughs> next week. Yeah. I mean, why not? You know, why right. delay? Yeah. So what day next week? Monday. Monday? Monday. So your calendar is good to slip a yes. an email in? Yes. All right. So here's our action out of this. Well, we traveled a lot of ground. Do you feel like there's any that we need to cover more on? I don't think so. I don't think so. Like this was really eye-opening for me and just seeing God just like kind of clearing out the clouds and the cobwebs and showing how the things connect and where where it matters, even in the frivolous, you know, just really it's a lot. It's yeah. a, I mean, it's a lot to it's a lot to be grateful for. I'm so thankful for how he's meeting us here. Yeah. Um, but then also just like it's one of those things like when you ask for something for a long time and then you finally get it, you almost don't know what to do with yourself. You know, <laughs> so it's, it's a little bit like, I mean, I do know, like, I'm going to email Tracy, but like, I <laughs> to still just be like, oh, wow, like you actually, you did what you said you would do. And here it is. And this is like crazy, crazy that I kind of already was doing these things and I didn't realize it, but mm-hmm. crazy how you are showing me to make it intentional. And it's, yeah, it's just, I'm like, wow, okay. I just kind of want to sit in it for a second and just. I would agree. This is a whole lot because God has just cracked this door open for you, Julie, and he has got a lot more to say. He has got a line of people you don't even know yet who you are going to impact with his love and his truth. And if we're excited here, you just know how excited he is, right? Yes. Yes. Wow. This is just so cool. It's so extremely got, cool. It is extremely cool because <laughs> this is what God does. And I wanted to say for our listeners, what Julie presented here was that her interest in what she liked to do, she felt was secular. She felt was not ministry related, was not kingdom are these your words, Julie? I mean, yeah. that, that there was like, oh my gosh, this can't possibly fit into the kingdom. But I just want to tell everyone that whatever God has put on your heart to like, you must realize that Julie has also been responsible in these areas. So these are not far-flung fancies. So if there are things that you really like where you just spend your time doing it and you're doing your part and God's doing his part, there's no such thing. Thing as secular and non-secular when it comes to ministering to people. Does that make sense? There's vocations. There's different vocations. Everyone has a ministry. And somehow or another, Julie is going to connect with someone who loves true crimes <laughs> and is going to be able to speak life and truth and courage into their life in a way nobody else can because God has a person lined up in the queue for her to serve in that way. And so let's dispel the fact 
that whatever you like to do, if you're feeling like, oh, well, it's not spiritual enough or religious enough or holy enough, let's just offer that up to God and see what mm-hmm. he, he does with that. And that's what we did here. We just said, hey, Julie's like, I like Peloton. I like true crime. I like Hallmark <laughs> yeah. movies. These, these are things. God will work in it all. And I think third time I'm saying this is that he has redeemed the thought of there's got to be more. And he has made that in your life so beautiful that he's turned your eyes from inward saying there's got to be more, bigger city, bigger job. And he's turned your eyes outward. There's got to be more. And of course there's more. There's more love and there's more truth and there's more grace. And he has set that upon you and is setting you out to do that. That is powerful. And yes, God cleaned out the clouds and the cobwebs today. And he has just really reiterated what is already on your heart. And so I'm just looking at, going back to look at what our goal was for today. Here was your goal. (laughs) Clarity with passions and how they work in regard to your purpose. So would you say we met your goal today? 100%. (laughs) Goal met. God is good. Yes. God is good. And so what are you going to walk away with from today's session that will make things different in your life? God, just uh, that clarity just gives me such encouragement. You know, we're still refining all the things about the purpose and how I live that out. But just, you know, the next time I'm able to start a conversation with somebody about who their you know favorite Peloton instructor is, I won't just look at it and think about, oh, this we're just going to be friends because they like this as well. It's mm. like this is a door that God might be using to open up a relationship that leads to something more than just about working out. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm, I've got my pom-poms in the air. Yeah. Yes, because what is Julie? She's a CRO. She's a chief relationship officer. <laughs> yeah. And Julie, you are a chief relationship officer for Jesus as well, right? I mean, this, yes. is, this is what it is. This is what it is. And so there you go. You are being released to do what you love things that energize you. I mean, because this this is how our God is. So that's beautiful. All right, let's real quickly go through all our action items that you talked about and will do for our next time. So you're going to email on Monday. Yes. uh, The Monday email. Talk briefly on just sitting with God in this. How will that look like this week? It will look like taking some time to journal about this and it'll look like literally just kind of sitting in it, whether I'm taking a walk or whether I'm just spending a couple moments in quiet and stillness and just letting him speak to my heart. It'll literally just be like sitting in it. I love that. And what a a beautiful invitation he has for you to let's just come and do this, right? I mean, because here's the thing with coaching, what has happened here isn't the most important part. It's what happens after our session because God moves so powerfully in that. All right, so another action step. Are you good and willing to do your summary statement for step two? Yes. Okay. All right. Anything else you'd like to do? I think that's a lot. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So. What would get in the way of this? My to-do list. Okay. But 
like I'm really energized about it right now. Mm-hmm. And so I think if, if I take action on it now, like if I go ahead and take a minute to sit in it, or if I even journal down some just bullet points and things about how I'm feeling right now and, uh, and kind of how God moved like that kind of keeps that fire lit in me. I love that. And so the CRO has a to-do list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we all do, right? Yes. But I think we're walking away knowing that the top thing on your list is people, healthy relationships, and whole person health. I think that's beautiful and powerful. Yes, it is. Extremely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'll close this out in prayer. But meanwhile, we'll just say goodbye right now to our podcast friends. Thank you for Julie being here for them. I know that you have shared so much that they will walk away with just your insights. And so we're grateful to you for them. So, okay, let's, let's close in prayer. Thanks for tuning in again, friend. I hope you enjoyed learning more about passion and who your people may be. And also appreciated the wonderful insights that God provided as we work to frame up all Julie's details. Join us next week as she dives into her values and sees how they impact every decision she makes. Remember that details about Connect the Dots training are in the show notes as well as a discount code. Whether you invite a friend to join you in this exploration or not, I'm praying that you draw closer and closer to peace with each episode. So until next week, live on purpose and glorify God.